Welcome, everyone, to Modcast VR, Episode 5, the official podcast of the Flat VR modding community. Uh, I'm Dr. Greg yep. VR, and this is my co-host, V-Ran. Say hey, V-Ran. V-Ran. Yeah. Hey, V-Ran. <laughs> and, and today, we're really excited because we have with us Blue Sky Defender, the uh, author of the... Uh, 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 okay, let me let me get this right. It's Depth 3D Reshade. Is that... that's? Yeah, the, the shader is Super Depth 3D. But I, but the whole encompassing depth 3D, right? Very simple. Uh huh. And it's a shader that you can use with reshade. Okay, excellent. Reshade. See, I, I knew that, but uh, I'm not really great. Vran is our our uh, uh, reshade guy, our th- 3D guy. He he knows it way better than I do. So we're I'm gonna ride piggybacking off of him a lot today. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, it's been what? It's been a month, I think. It's been dark. Yeah, this is long. Sorry, guys. We had just stuff going on with with brand schedule, yeah. and with my schedule, and all that, so we couldn't couldn't go go uh, and get in here as quickly as we'd like to. But we're gonna go ahead and get started now. And since we've been gone so long, there's been a lot of news, so that's exciting. So we're gonna go ahead and start with that um, uh, news item number one and this is pretty recent it was like last, last this last week uh, uh, Luke Ross has released version 6.0.1 of his mod and it now supports uh, Final Fantasy 7 uh, uh, remake integrate uh, I believe that's what it is integrate right is that, is that what it says on there I don't know it, it's whatever that thing is after the Final Fantasy 7 remake um, and I don't know I, I actually tested it last night I made yeah. a video of it uh, have you have you played this at all, Vran? Have you? No, I, I when you streamed it with four packs. I streamed it with four packs. It was, I think it was, on sale for a limited time. Mm-hmm. But it was still super expensive. Yeah, it, even like, on sale it was expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think so, I, I think I paid fifty bucks for it. I think it goes for like seventy dollars or something. Seventy, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, what about so what I about never, you, Blue? Have no. you been you been playing Final Fantasy VII? Oh, Have you tried it at all with uh, with in VR? I've been I've been stuck on Elden Ring, man. I ah, uh, uh, yeah, it's a it's a long game for me because I only have a I only have like 15 vigor. It's like a self-imposed rule, and once you start getting to the late areas, everything pretty much one shots you. So I've been uh, I've been going through it at a slow, even pace. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just uh, very difficult, but very fun. It's, it's just the way I, I'm playing. Also, I'm using the Cypher Patas, the uh, the fist weapons. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that's not an easy thing to... Are you using, to. are you playing it in VR with uh, Luke Ross mod, or are you playing it flat? Nah, I'm playing with my 3D shader, right? It's, oh, okay, uh, all right. 3D. Yeah, and, uh, of course. And the cool thing is that, right, my shader works online. Uh, I've been playing with my friends co-op. I've been enjoying my shader while playing with them. So that's, that's a, awesome. Uh, that's a big thing. Like, because, uh, you know, I, I, I like playing with my friends. I don't like excluding them when it comes to these type of games. Uh, it's difficult and I may need help, right? And <laughs> as I'm getting ganked by someone in the game, it goes pretty smoothly. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah uh, with the Luke Ross mod for, for Final Fantasy VII. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing people need to understand is uh, to get it to work, you need to put like minus sign DX11 in the launch mm-hmm. options. Uh, and if you don't, if you have that, that's for the Steam version. If you have the Epic version, you have to go into game. There's there's a uh, video that I actually used on YouTube on how to do this, but you have to go in to game and then go into settings and then 
you'll add an extra line there and that's it's it's not that terribly yeah. difficult it's easy to find but yeah it won't work without dx11 so uh but but anyway sometimes you have to force yeah I, sometimes you have to force 11. yeah does uh does, does his mod work with the uh the thing that prevents the downscaling and upscaling i forget what that model is uh you, the game. fsr or yeah, because in that in that game uh if you run into performance issues right it will it will lower the uh resolution oh okay i believe I, yeah I just, i'm sure it probably does actually yeah, some people said that it causes stuttering, so maybe if you disable that, it'll be nice and smoother experience. I'm not sure. I haven't tried it. I, I haven't even looked, but I have. Heard, I do remember that from back when I played mm -hmm. it in Vorpex. Uh, what I did yesterday um, is I I just played through the first uh, the first part of the game through basically the uh, big scorpion boss fight in the reactor. Uh, and uh, then I did it again. Only this time, the next time, I dropped the resolution down because Luke always has his resolution set at like 2432 by 2432. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's just for a 2080 Super is what I'm running on. I think that's just a little bit much because even with Cyberpunk, mm -hmm. it's the same thing. So what I do, I've done with both of those games, actually, is uh, drop it down to 2160 by 2160. And then I'll put the FSR mod in there, the Open VR API mod, and uh, buttery smooth both games. Yeah. I I could not believe the difference. Uh, when I put FSR on them, Final Fantasy VII, uh, the first time I had the resolution at Luke's resolution, and just regular gameplay it worked great. But anytime you started mm -hmm. getting a lot of effects or especially cutscenes, it turned into a slideshow. But when, when I dropped the resolution down one tick completely solve the issue so yeah it's yeah. it's it's pretty great so i would recommend yeah. that if, if you're having if you don't have because i think luke reads his mods on like a <clears throat> 3090 ti or something like that uh if you don't have a card that big uh it might have trouble handling some of these games i'd recommend dropping yeah. your resolution down just one tick is all you need it makes a massive difference yeah. a lot of these developers have been those and have these nice graphics cards and we try to play these mods like I can't, I, my, my, my system can't handle that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. All well, right. Cyberpunk, right? Cyberpunk is the big one. If yeah. You, you do have that 3098. My system can't handle this. <laughs> yeah, dude, 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 like, that's what I did with Cyberpunk. The same thing. I dropped, I dropped the resolution down one tick. And then I, at first I enabled DLSS, but then I put in the FSR and it actually works better than the DLSS does. Mm -hmm. uh, and, um, yeah, I mean... You're still going to have, because that game, it's so heavy, you're never going to get the frame rates in VR yeah. with alternate eye rendering you need to get rid of like the ghosting and the shimmering. That's just going to happen. But uh, but it, you don't even notice it after you play a little bit. You don't even see it anymore. And, and it does really, really help. Okay, uh, next big next. Uh, bullet point. Uh, this is a huge one people have been asking. We did this, I think, our second episode. We did uh, Half-Life 2 VR. Uh, and... <laughs> Half-Life 2 VR is going into an open public beta uh, in September. September. September is yeah. just about here, guys. That's really exciting. Uh, I can't wait for yeah. people to play this. Have you played that at all, Blue Sky, or no? I haven't. You know, I haven't played much of the uh, the new uh, VR mods for, for like, Half-Life and stuff. Cause, but I did try them very early on, back when, uh, you know, the, the very first ones came out. 
Okay. And to me, those were pretty impressive because back then, those were like the early, that was like the early stuff. Mm -hmm. You got to try it. And I, I uh -oh. enjoyed that back then. I wonder how much has changed in it now. A lot, a lot has changed. Lot. You, you, I, I'm excited for you to try it because it, it's, it's like playing a native VR game now. I mean, it feels like it feels like Half-Life Alex. <laughs> it's so good, just perfectly smooth, just beautiful. Uh, the big thing about this one, it might not be on Steam. Like they originally have it set up so you mm -hmm. can download it off Steam, but they sent it into Steam over a month ago. I was talking to Wormslayer about this. They sent it into Steam over a month ago and uh, they're still waiting on um, uh, on it to be approved. They haven't heard a word back from them yet. So he's like, well, if we don't hear back from them, we'll just release it without being on Steam then. So, you know, either way, it's going to be coming out. That's a good thing. Um, and what's great about the builder games, right? You don't need too much of a you know, powerful system to run them, but they run pretty well. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the great thing about the older yeah. games on on VR, or, you know, because you know you get those really nice, quick frame rates yeah. and they play so well. Yeah. Um, another thing uh, with the Half Life Two release, because uh, I asked Worm Slayer, and it's not going to include the new content. Uh, there are those of you out there that have the passwords, so you can download the beta and you can play with the new content. Yeah. But apparently, there's there's still there's still uh, some you know completely game breaking bugs in that. I've I've still run into a couple of bugs, um, like you know when you're coming in right after you get your gun and and you go through that level, you crawl through that little vent and then you jump down to where the train is and the guy starts throwing barrels at you and then the train yeah. comes through there. Well, that train it'll just come through and it'll just get stuck on the tracks and that kind of screw that's happened to me twice now, and uh, apparently Wormslayer said there's something with like. If there's like a physics item that happens to get set on the tracks, it'll stop the train. <laughs> so oh, it could wow. be something as much as like a clip from a gun <laughs> sitting there. <laughs> so they're trying to work around that one. <laughs> well, someone needs to go through all the tracks yeah. and find out if there's a clip. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Okay. Wonder what happens if they park the car on the track? No kidding. Yeah, well, you wouldn't die, I guess. Yeah. The train will just stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, this is a this is a pretty new uh, announcement, which is exciting. Uh, Nexel is a author that's working on a Far Cry Three mod. So, and uh, he's got Six Degrees of Freedom. There's a video which yep. you're probably looking at yep. right now because I'm just going to get it off the off the Twitter. <laughs> but yeah. but uh, where he's actually doing like physical crouching and everything. Yeah. So I'm excited. I've never played a Far Cry game. Another game I've never played. Um, so you put it in VR and I will be there. That's uh, exciting to me because they look really fun. And apparently Far Cry 3 is one of the best out of all of them, the way I understand it. Uh, so yeah, that's cool. Um, nice. Let's see. Oh, I we want to try uh, oh. Far Cry Primal with uh, Depth 3D. Do you know? Like, is it? Do you have a profile for it? Uh, you know what? Okay, for Far Cry Primal, I believe there is a profile, but it's probably an old profile. Uh, like, like I said, the shader, uh, basically, you know, over time changes, and some yeah. of the profiles get left behind, so I have to like go back and and update yeah. them to see if they work. But if you're lucky, it will just work, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm lucky. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to Depth 3D, I think I'm lucky. I think you yeah. are. I think you are. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, 
Oh, we were just talking about Elden Ring. Um, there is a way if you're have if you're playing Luke Ross because we're talking about him too. If you're playing the Luke Ross mod and you're having problems with uh, uh, frame rates and that kind of thing, uh, apparently there is a mod. Now this is it just says on Nexus created by Richard. So it's a mod created by Richard, <laughs> and uh, Richard. what it do, what it does is it removes the ERD tree. I don't is that the big tree in the middle of the map? Oh, that nice, beautiful golden tree that's the, that you can see from across the map. Yeah, is that oh, is that what that is that what that is? You guys, yeah, I don't know the game. I don't know if you guys want to remove that. It's, it's a it's that's like nice monumental. Well, yeah, it's yeah. like the, I I know I know, but apparently it like more than doubles the frame rates of the game <laughs> if you just get rid of that tree, yeah. <laughs> which that is crazy. It's just one. Maybe you big could just blown. replace. Okay, maybe Richard, if you're listening. Just replace it with like a a two D bitmap or something. Yeah, yeah. That, that <laughs> a, P, a PNG. That, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Aim constraint to the face. Yeah. That's, not a, that's actually not a bad idea, by the way. You oh know, really? In older mm -hmm. games, they did do that, right? Yeah. It, 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 I don't. Yeah. I don't know if it worked great in VR though. Oh, like in VR, flat, right? Yeah. A plane doing <laughs> this. But there's a cool thing about our human uh, visual system, right? At a certain distance, uh, it's mostly yeah. the parallax and other stuff that counts, not the stereo. That's true. That's true. Stereo. So just make it like 3D when you get close enough to it. But otherwise, yeah. it's just a just yeah. just That's a gift. Uh, like, 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 <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a gif. It's a Having low res too in the background. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See, we're solving problems here. Yeah, it's homework for Richard. That's Richard. right. Get on that, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Probably eating cereal or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so I'm not really sure how to say this name. It's uh, Comics PL, I guess. Uh, but Comics PL is an uh, author working on a Slime Rancher VR mod. For those of you interested in Slime Rancher, I did notice that uh, it looks like it has full motion control, so that's really cool. I'm always up for mods that, that include that. Uh, but I, I know absolutely nothing about Slime Rancher. It looked kind of like yeah. a cell phone game to me. I don't know. <laughs> sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, though. I heard Benjo talking about how he couldn't wait to like ranch some slime, so... <laughs> Okay. Do you know anything about Slime Rancher, Blue Sky, or no? I, I hope it's a safer work game, right? I, yeah, <laughs> you never know. There's, I didn't I see anything about Slime tentacles. <laughs> there, oh, is a, oh, oh. there is a tentacle VR game, but it's 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 safe for work. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, and here's some more news about uh, the war that's going on from, uh, you know, people with all the money against little modders. Uh, apparently, EA has uh, announced that uh, it's no longer allowing modders to charge for their mods in uh, Sims. Mm. And apparently, I d I've never played the Sims games. I, my son used to play. I know nothing about them. But, uh, I mean, I know it's got a huge following. And apparently... Yeah. Uh, the way I understand it, I mean, there are people that make a really good living modding that game. So, 
you know, these guys, once again, money bags are like, nope, you, you can't be making money anywhere near our IP. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. That's just nuts. See, have you ever had anything like that? Any issues with uh, your your reshade? No, mainly because well, we I myself tried to keep my my shaders free, right? Oh, okay, uh, yeah. I actually, I actually try to make sure that my shaders are free with small little things that I could probably explain in other time. But reshade itself is an open platform, and you can, as a developer, right? You can take that and use that as a, as a mod for your game or whatever you're trying to do by using the uh, the reshade back uh, the back end right and through that you can do a lot of different modifications that are that we wouldn't like allow generally on our side right because we uh crosshire the main developer has have you seen it like we have two versions of reshade right one for add-ons and online gameplay and one for for the general public that's open that's that's uh, but it has it has been whitelisted by EAC right that's the reason why you can actually play with my shader on Elden Ring with EAC games because we have it whitelisted okay um, i was yeah i was i was actually going to yeah. ask you that question about anti cheat when you said you were playing online so it, it yeah, works works with that then yeah yeah well my shader is harmless right when it comes mm -hmm. to playing online. Um, even even in a competitive scene, if you use my shader, you're not going to get the advantage uh, that you will get from a geometric version, right? Um, in, if you use a geometric 3D version in competitive gameplay, there are advantages. Um, you are going to get a little bit more information on the sides, right? On the corners, the, uh, just because your, your cameras are positioned. If you peek over the right side, one of the cameras is going to be allowed to see past the scene. Uh -huh. right past the wall and the other eye won't, or the camera wouldn't allow you and that would be a competitive advantage right you have to think about that but with my shader um, the way it produces the 3d image it actually infills that information from the surrounding pixels um, so that makes it where even if you do use my shader online you're not going to get a competitive advantage it's still going to be uh, it's still going to be blocked basically I do render two viewports or I, I like virtual viewports with my shader, but they're not going to allow you to cheat, right? So it should be pretty safe when you use my mm -hmm. shader. But that's not to say if the developers or, or, or the, uh, the company that owns the game, right, may not like my shader being used, then they can like block it, right? That's a completely different issue. Yeah, I just I don't understand why they'd be that way. I did I didn't ever think about that though, because I mean a lot of times I look at these games that are cross-platform or whatever. And think about, you know, well if you could play it in something like Vorpex, but it won't let mm -hmm. you in with Vorpex because of e easy anti-cheat. Anti-cheat, yeah. Which, yeah, Vorpex is a little bit more intrusive than Reshade, right? Yeah, you can even get it's injecting completely. Yeah. 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 That's where my shader doesn't really do that. My shader takes the buffer, the the color buffer, the the back buffer, and the depth buffer, and uses that to create a three uh, D image. There are downsides to being uh, with using my shader uh, using this method because it's it's uh, it's it's like kind of hands offish where it doesn't want to adjust or change anything in the game. Uh, there is a major issue that is not my shader's fault nor Reshade's fault. 
is that the UI, right? The UI gets blended into the image because uh, we are just copying the black buffer or the back buffer and the uh, and the depth buffer, and we're basically warping the image uh, uh, correctly for each eye so that you know you can have a stereoscopic image. There is a way to fix it though. Like we do have the add-on system. Someone could create an add-on and where it layers the 3D shader behind the UI, right? That way you get the game in stereoscopic 3D and the UI is untouched. Oh, that, yeah. that'd be great. Not, and then that's you not can scale the UI? The, the you, should be able to do, you should be able to scale, you should be able to do all of that, actually. Awesome. Get on that, Bram. I, I could see the wheels turning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because it's like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things you can do uh, with that on systems. Uh, Flagon, you know, the person that's working on the, 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 the from DX9 to DX12 uh, add on for geometric 3D, he's using the, yeah, he's using the reshade add on system. Who is, the, who is that? Cause you kind of like roboted on us there a bit, at least on me. Ooh, yeah, my, <laughs> the sharks, right? Yeah, the, the sharks. sharks. Uh, the sharks yeah. in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, so Flagan is uh, is one of these developers that worked on the Geo 11, right? Uh, uh, I forget what yeah. he did specifically. I think it's a, a, a disassembler, I believe. But he released a uh, he's releasing a DirectX 12, well nine through 12, right? API because Reshade allows for that kind of uh, flexibility for multi APIs. From well, that's the same reason why you can use. Depth 3D on Vulkan, right? OpenGL, yeah. uh, DX11, DX12, DX8, even, you know, just depends on the, if the game provides a depth buffer, the shader should work, right? Um, well, that kind of flexibility can be carried over to geometric 3D mods such as Flagon's. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying his name correctly. That's, that's a, uh, F L U G A N. I think it's Flagon, right? Uh, so, Close enough. Okay. <laughs> yeah, flogging. Uh, maybe, Flogin. maybe. Uh, flogging, probably flogging. Um, oh, I need half to, of the... yeah, flogging. Reach out. I need this now. <laughs> like, look, I'm waiting. If Is he's if he's not no? doing if he's okay. not doing it, maybe Richard can get on it. <laughs> yeah, Richard, Richard can, get on it. <laughs> so, so yeah, um, so we have a lot of these methods, right? We have the alternate frame rendering nice. methods that that you, what was his name? Oh, Luke Ross uses, right? Where you have to run the game at these high frame rates to get a comfortable experience. Mm -hmm. um, I kinda, you know, I'm kinda like on the border when it comes to that. Like some games, if you can run them quickly, like the older games, uh, I think that's a great way of, 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 uh, of producing a sterile image uh, because there's, there's little, uh, there's a little issue with that because you get the high frame rates. But when you start getting into these new games, I, I think you might as well just take the hit up front and produce a a, uh, a standard uh, output for your serial 3D and have a experience you could probably later on, you know, get better hardware and improve it, right? Um, I think uh, that's part of the reason why I like Geometric 3D or, or Geo 11 uh, when they or when one of the, one of the uh, when the shader hackers actually produce a fix for that, then it can produce a very nice, stable yeah. uh, 3D image. And I, I don't know, it's something about the stability that really allows you to enjoy something, right? Geo Eleven is uh, that is is that Halifax? No, uh, what it's, is uh, 
So we have multi multi developers for that. I'm not sure yeah. if I'm allowed to say all their names, but the big one is Bobber. Okay. Uh, like I said, Flagon uh, worked with, 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 I believe it's a disassembler for that. Uh, there is Dark Sword. Uh, I think his name is Dark Sword. And there's another developer. You know, these are the uh, these guys used to uh, basically live and breathe the, the 3D uh, or uh, kind of modification stuff. Uh, I, I'm sorry if I missed uh, miss anyone or <laughs> that. Right? It's, it's a group of people that actually created a pretty. Uh, pretty neat software because I used to use it uh, back then and uh, uh, I tried it. Part of the reason why we have SuperDuck 3D was because I was dissatisfied with the performance with uh, the older 3D Vision stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And, yeah. and you know, I didn't have the best hardware. I had like a, a GTX 670. Uh, to me, it was really good, right? But when it came to 3D stuff back then, yeah. trying to run Fallout 4, that was not happening. <laughs> it was not happening. Right? <laughs> so I got frustrated. I bought a. Oh, here, here's the other thing, right? The television right here yeah. to my right, um, the 4K HDR screen. Uh, it was a 3D. It's a 3D screen. Uh, uses frame sequential. That thing made me create the 3D shader um, because I couldn't run it on my 670 at 4K with with the geometric 3D, and it had issues in back then, but. Now I guess I could run it uh, on that screen with my shader just because of the performance savings that allowed at that time. Sweet, yeah. nice, awesome. Yeah. All right, nice. Move it on. The next bullet point in the news. Uh, there, this isn't a. This isn't really a flat to VR mod, but it is a VR mod. Um, the Alex has got a new mod called Incursion. Um, mm. I can't remember the name. I. I I can't believe I forgot to write it down. I don't remember the, who the author is, uh, but uh, apparently it's a very intense, like kind of one hour wave shooter, the way I understand it. Uh, it sounds like it's absolutely, it looks amazing. Uh, the trailer for it, yeah. I was like, oh my God, that looks like so much fun. Uh, it yeah. looks like he's, he's done really well with them. I mean, it looks like an actual Valve put together uh, yeah. level. So yeah, it, we're always up for more Alex mods. Uh, I love them. They're so they're so much fun. But anyway, that, did, did you ever play that one, Vrian? Or no? No. No. Yeah, I haven't the either. new one. No. Yeah, I haven't either. I had no. I, I haven't. Ben did. Of course, Ben did. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> All right, and uh, I don't know who the author is of this one either. Uh, but apparently, Rock Band VR is getting a mod where you can play the game without a controller so i don't know how that works I, I, it's on github mind. the link will be in the description you can check it out you the, the brainwave thing uh, yeah <laughs> i don't i don't know <laughs> I, uh, maybe it's maybe it's doing like the like the the because isn't there a game that's kind of like guitar hero where it just uses finger yeah. tracking but oh yeah but i don't know that that wouldn't be pc vr no yeah i have no idea how that works maybe um, it's, um I remember people used to ask me, oh, I need voice or sound recognition. I need to, if there's a song, you know, like um, say, oh, uh, identify the song. Yeah, yeah, there's a thing on something. your phone. Yeah. So there was something that I remember my dad told me, oh, there's this song. And I told him, okay, just hum it to me. So he hummed it. And then I looked and there was, there's a website that you by the clicks on the space bar 
it can identify songs. It didn't work for the first 15 tries, <laughs> but I think that the 16th, <laughs> you, you tap on it, on the space bar. So you're tapping the rhythm of up. the song or like? You're, you're tapping the rhythm of the song and it just says, oh, did you mean this? <laughs> no. Okay, 16. The 16th time I think I found the song. That's hilarious. So maybe that's the mod. You I need to yeah, do this with the head and then boom. Yeah, yeah I just. Create music. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's why I put that. That's on the, the uh, flat to VR Twitter. Yeah, you know, I saw it in the VR. news. And so we're just putting it out there. Um, oh, and Skyrim. I've been playing a lot of Skyrim lately. Uh, VR. Uh, VRAN helped me, like, for what, three straight hours getting Wabajack installed, which is just a nightmare process. Uh, but it's yeah, so worth it's so it. You do that, you put on the Plank mod afterwards because it's not in Wabajack for some reason, which is really weird. Um, yeah. And man, you, know, you have an the, incredible the experience. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't understand that. It's, but it's funny enough, Blue Sky, you said, oh, you know, like Fallout 4. Literally, this afternoon, I've installed Fallout 4 and modded it. I have like 80 mods, the, not VR, the Fallout 4. Oh, oh, and oh. I'm going to use, I'm gonna use uh, Depth uh, 3D, Super Depth 3D. Um, with it um, mm-hmm. be, just because E and B you can't do it on Fallout 4 VR you can do it on Skyrim VR mm-hmm. but for some reason Fallout 4 VR the, it doesn't give you the E and B hmm. um, and I have amazing shaders for that and it's just one of the mods is like a horror mod and it's, it looks so stunning mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, I think I've seen that. It does look really good. It it just looks yeah, it's and it plays so good. So yeah, Fallout the, there, Four, I hear you. There is there is an issue with uh, reshade when it comes to the heavy mech, right? If you get into the heavy mech, you may lose depth buffer in there. So just be okay. aware of that. You come, you you jump out of it, it, you know, comes back. But it's just uh, some of those small things in the game. Since we kind of we're kind of using special heuristics to. Uh, uh, that I should say, uh, Crosshair uses uh, special heuristics um, to actually search and pick out and select the best step buffer, but sometimes it hits and misses, right? Depending on what's in the scene. That can happen, and I know that happens in, in Fallout 4, but I use I didn't use the mech that much in that game, so, I'm, and plus, if it just, if you get into it, it kind of turns flat anyway, so. Okay. So yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But EMB, yeah, EMB, uh, the, I think the developer for that is Boris, right? Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, Boris. Uh, I was always wondering about uh, like his modifications and stuff because technically I could make Depth 3D for for EMB, but I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I didn't want to. Uh, well, I actually do have people to uh, that would be able to help me out with that, but I didn't see the need right with uh, with already having reshade supporting so many different APIs. Yes. And so many different yeah, APIs. you can do amazing stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah the the sky oh. the Skyrim mod is a is a it's a saleable ship mod by uh, Ooh, by Zyher. It's pretty cool. Uh, you can go uh, to other world places in the map. It has realistic wind simulations. So, I mean, if you don't have any wind, you aren't going anywhere, and you you actually have to steer your sails to match the wind. I mean, so that's really cool. Um, it adds like five new world spaces, and from what I could see, they're all like seas and oceans. So. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, customizable colors for sails and ships. Uh, I love you could have customizable music while you're sailing. So you know you could just throw in some like rap or something like <laughs> so, something real Skyrim like. Oh, <laughs> oh no! So that's pretty cool. Um, all right, we've talked a little bit about this. Um, we're going to talk about it just a little bit more. Uh, but because this was in the news and it, it was basically just about FSR. Um, and mm. so basically mm. what you could do with this mod um, is pretty much any Steam game. Uh, you could just you go into you go into your file, you look for an open VR API, just change the name of that file and so leave it in there. And then you take this mod with its configuration file, which is just a new open P, open a VR API and put it into your fo folder and pretty much every game I've used this on just massive changes just buttery smooth yeah. the one thing I noticed uh, when I did it with Skyrim was that and I instantly saw that it does tick your graphics down a little bit they don't look as good as they did without the FSR but then what I did is I went into Steam and I bumped up my resolution to 150% completely solve that problem <laughs> because then it, the compensation happens with the fsr and it takes it yeah. to 150 yeah fsr so, which stands for uh fidelity, fidelity fx super resolution upscaling nice. <laughs> and basically what it does is it renders the game at a lower resolution but then it upscales it to make it look like it's not at that lower resolution so that way you're like saving a bunch of performance. That's a that's a very very basic definition. I, I actually read yeah. the actual guts of how this works. I was like, I don't understand any of this. So well, <laughs> I ended up porting it myself, by the way. Um, it's so you know, it's it's two parts, right? It's uh it's the um, the upscaler part, and then it's a sharpening component, which is called the RCAS. Uh huh. I think it's robust. Uh, it's basically a sharpener, right? Um, mm -hmm. But there's other things in there that I, I didn't realize, so actually porting it over, apparently there's a noise component to it as well that you can add to it. Uh, and I believe mm -hmm. there is, uh, oh, a, a cool thing that AMD did was if you do port it, they do have a separate shader that makes it easier for developers such as myself to just switch it to a certain um, shader model, right? or Vulkan or whatever API you want to use. And if you do support it, uh, there you can also port over the faster version of it that uses uh, FP16 instead of like FP32. So like if I do port it to, I already actually have it ported, but if I say I do release it for, for um, reshade, it will have to be FP32. Because right now, as it stands, we don't have support for FP16 in many games, and if we want to support many games, we want to do it on the lowest common denominator. Basically. Okay. Okay. Well, that I makes that Elliot, makes sense. Yeah, I remember Elliot like over there trying to, trying to, you know, I, I streamed it, uh, showing him a upscaler version and stuff, like it working right. Except there are issues when it comes to doing something. You can't just simply upscale, or, I mean downscale, or not downscale, but you can't just simply upscale a game at a, from a lower resolution into the uh, proper size without having issues in several mm -hmm. different games. Say, it can be working with uh, like Dying Light, right? We can get it working, you can play the game at a lower resolution and upscale it. 
that can work really well. But if you go to a Unity game, it's I guess it's how they design the games, right, or how how the uh, engine works, right. You can still upscale it, but the UI is all broken, right? And and trying to fix that is not an easy thing for a a broad, you know, just for a broad sweep of a bunch of games, right? It's just difficult. Huh. Yeah. To do. Yeah, I've had really, really good luck mm. with FSR so far. It's worked with every game I've put it on, yeah. and it, it just, it's made a big difference. I couldn't believe, it's like we talked about at the beginning, I couldn't believe the difference it made with Final Fantasy VII. It was just like, yeah. I put it on, it was just instant. It was so smooth, and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I watched your video that you actually posted this Today. afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I watched the, the no FSR. Mm-hmm. And it looks a little bit choppy at points, and then you showed FSR, and when the thing shoots at you and it like fire trails, it was like so fast and so smooth. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, that's yeah, a huge difference. yeah, it's a massive difference. Huge it's, difference. Yeah, you can, and you could when you're in VR. I think that's one of the things with FSR. Sometimes it's hard to tell if you're looking just at two screens comparing the two, but yes. when you're when you actually have the headset on, you just feel it. You just feel yeah. how much smoother exactly. everything is like instantly it's crazy yeah um, it almost feels like fast forward as yeah if you're, everything is fast forward yeah i i mean it's i would amazing. i would recommend you try it with with every game because you're not going to hurt anything if it doesn't work just delete the config file and, the, and change your open AI, ai file back to the original yeah, one and you're done days <laughs> so. um, dead actually managed to use fsr with oculus game he played it with lone echo and it made a huge difference. Yeah. Me. Now, did he use this yeah. one or did he use the Oculus? Used the, yeah, he used the, the, the kit. He used the toolkit. Okay. With FSR. Okay, because there was the one that was like some, yeah, that one. And I know that ben, Beardo Benjo had told me that he tried to use that one and didn't have good luck with it uh, compared to well, the, just the Steam one. The FSR. Yeah. yeah. The Steam. Well, it worked for Lone Echo for Daisynetic. It, it works cool. really nice. Cool, cool. Well, absolutely. Anything to help those games run faster and smoother and look yeah. better, I'm all for it. Um, uh, uh, Kirby Mamey, uh, he's the guy that's uh, uh, doing the Breath of the Wild mod, has figured yeah. out how to get two separate cams working in the game. And that's really exciting because that means when we get that for VR, that means that we won't be dealing with alternate eye rendering. It'll be the two camera... I mean, alternate eye rendering is fine, but I don't yeah. don't get me wrong. But if I would rather have the two camera, I think all of us would. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just feels better, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, and you know, if you pause, like if you get the two videos and you pause it, you in in this alternate frame rendering, sometimes you get that disjointment, right? Mm-hmm. You may not see it, like you may not see it when it's flowing in real time, but your brain kind of notices it, right? Yeah. And it's, it's, it hurts. It actually, it, it actually does. If you play too long on those alternate frame, it's, it starts to hurt. And I, and I, I think it's that disjointment that's happening, right? Yeah. Maybe there's a way to, uh, if we, if maybe later, uh, you could probably use uh, motion uh, interpolation to try to get those in between frames, so it doesn't hurt as much. And maybe alternate frame rendering would be a much enjoyable, much more enjoyable experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, Luke Ross was talking about that. Um, mm-hmm. And the fact that some of that is just the fact that you you just, especially with these newer games, you just can't get high enough frame rates in the headset. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, 
I know he did some magic with uh, a game I hate to even mention, but it's it it has cowboys. It's from Take Two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So so we're to say that much. But he I know he worked on pages and pages of code uh, to get rid of just just for, I think just for like the horse's mane or something is what Elliot was talking about. Uh, but that game especially after I got FSR on it and I was in it, I could not believe how much better everything looked and how smooth it ran. And you weren't getting like that kind of ghosty double image on everything. Yeah. It was very, yeah. very, very slight. So there is ways to do it. Luke knows it, but I think he said that he wouldn't wish that on his worst enemy. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you get, you know, you could run FSR now in, in uh, cyberpunk, right? Uh, yeah, that's, that's, I, I got guess- 2.0 actually because there's a mod for it you, i guess you could do fsr in the game and then fsr in the uh, in the headset right so you have fsr on top of fsr i wonder how that would look hmm i don't know that's a little that, weird that would be interesting to try <laughs> it's like an inception yeah. type thing <laughs> well, that's it now when we die now when we die in vr we're gonna die in real life <laughs> yes <laughs> Okay. Okay. Here's a call out. Um, Elliot Tate would put this out there and he's calling out for modders that would be willing to work on Kingdom Come Deliverance because apparently uh, in that game, it already has uh, six degree of freedom VR support. It's already in there. It just needs some modders to sit down and do the finishing touches and you know all the other things that you need to do but uh yeah so we're putting that out there all you modders out there looking for something to do uh you know yeah that that, elliot he put that out there (laughs) i know nothing about this game do you oh yeah i do uh i've tried it with uh, vortex it works really really nice it looks the game looks amazing okay it's very historically correct the game uh so you need some patience and it's like a, it's slowly built as a game it looks stunning like really what's really it about beautiful. i mean i hear History. deliverance i think banjos it's like, um, a medieval <laughs> medieval type medieval type uh, oh, okay game. okay cool you play this little bloke and uh you get missions and you kind of look at this guy he's in the uk for a couple months and he's saying bloke six months it's been six months okay i'm allowed to say bloke (laughs) because i think that's what they use in the game too but it's uh, like uh, okay old historical blokes (laughs) chaps chaps yeah okay and uh oh and that for final point on news so I know this has been a long news segment, but um, this is actually a correction. Back two shows ago when Beardo Benjo was on, V-Ran and I both said that Deep Rock Galactic had physical pickaxes because it seemed like we were doing that when we were in the game. It didn't. It did not have it. It didn't. But now good news is it does now. So, <laughs> But that I personally feel like that is just a a testament to how immersive being in vr sitting down with a gamepad can be because i could have swore i was physically using a pickaxe but i wasn't yeah, i agree 100 100 percent. i honestly felt like it was there yeah it's crazy do you where, where do you stand on that uh 
blue sky do you do you like um do you like uh gamepad or motion control do you do you like do you you know do you hate gamepad okay so i i I got this cheap gamepad here right um (laughs) i i want basically uh if i'm doing vr i would use if if the game is made for it i'll use a gamepad right but if the game has full motion controllers, I'd rather just use the motion controllers, mm-hmm. right? Because they're more intuitive yeah. than the gamepad. Because for a gamepad, to me, I had to remember more because all the buttons on it, right, to do it and all the, the choices. But when you're separate in each hand, and they, they seem kind of natural to me when you use that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think any of us, if you had the option between gamepad or motion control, we'd take motion control, obviously. Yeah. But I, uh, there's some we've had this discussion before there's some people there's like if it's gamepad it's not VR yeah. and I don't want anything to do with it's it not no. yeah. <laughs> it's like I haven't joined all, to be fair to be fair when I started with Vorpex the first week uh, I, I I was against immersive screen no matter what you told me because I felt like I'm not in VR because it's a screen in front of me mm-hmm. take me away from a screen now I will not. I will not talk to you. Like that's why I do reshade with the super. Yeah. It, like the scale. What matters to me is the scale, the the 3D depth, the the fact that everything around me. I'm not in the room anymore. So, I think it's a. a I don't know. Maybe it's when you start with VR and how far you've been into VR until you're like, you know what? I'm gonna give it a chance. Maybe it's just the early stages. It's like. I paid so much money, and if I'm not using these, I guess, yeah, you know, yeah, I, I used to be that way. I was totally anti anti gamepad games. I was like, why would yeah. I want to do that? That's not. I was one of, in that camp, and then I played Resident Evil Seven in VR uh, on the so PlayStation yeah, Four. So and I was like, holy cow! I was like, this is this is actually great. I'm loving this. And then I played Alien yeah. Isolation, and then I played Outlast and Outlast Two. Exactly. And I'm like, exactly. you know, now in Outlast, Outlast Two. I used immersive screen, uh, yeah. and before I didn't want to do that, but it did something about it. I didn't like it in the VR part of Vorpax. It just it was it it just didn't feel right. But immersive screen, the graphics were so pretty, you know, and you get yeah. that thing big enough with the ambience around it. Yes, and you, you, you don't even notice the yeah, screen. Yeah, exactly. So, yep, I agree. All right, so that's it on our news. Uh, so what we're going to do now is we're going to go ahead and we're going to talk to Blue Sky Defender a little bit about uh, 3D Depth Reshade. And uh, yeah, let's start our interview out here. Um, first of all, and this is one of my questions, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, you know, what what do you actually do for like your real job and all that kind of stuff and where you're at and fun things like that? I'm not allowed to talk about my job, but... Uh, oh, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> it's all right. It's all oh, right. you're in Honolulu. Right. It's probably military. Huh? Is no, it military? No no, 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 no. Is it deep state? Are you deep state? Are you Richard? <laughs> right now, <laughs> one of his alts, right? <laughs> right now, I'm on the uh, I'm on the island of Hawaii, Hawaii, and live in a little city called Kloa. Uh, you guys may know Kloa because uh, if you go to a bar, you get the Kloa punch rum that comes from here. Like if you take oh, a okay. flight, if you take a flight uh, using uh, Hawaiian Airlines, I'm not, I'm not saying you should go use Hawaiian Airlines, right? But if you do <laughs> take a flight on Hawaiian Airlines, 
they're actually uh, if you fly to this island they'll give you uh, uh, they'll give you a sample of the Hawaiian punch rum of course you have to be of age right uh, to get that but yeah it's a it's a it's a pretty chill island this this island uh, has a lot of lizards Ooh, there's a lot of lizards sharks uh, <laughs> you have sharks <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sharks around the island. Ooh, yeah. Sometimes uh, they people get you know unalived because of that, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's oh, uh, jaws ruin me for <laughs> life. I don't go in the ocean. No way. <laughs> yeah, well, you, people forget, right? When you go into the ocean, you're not the biggest fish no. right, anymore. There are yeah. bigger fishes out there, right? Oh my so, gosh. Oh no, no. But but the ocean is beautiful here. Uh, some, I go with my dad sometimes to a little beach called Baby. Uh, I think it's Baby Beach or something like that. Uh, it's a nice, uh, nice little cove there, and you can see all the little tiny sea creatures because there's a lot of those rocks, the volcanic rocks here. Yeah. And they like to like hide in between them, and uh, oh, those little crabs though, right? Uh, I never, you know, when I lived on the mainland, I never seen crabs, right? I thought they're kind of slow and they they don't move around. No, those things just dart across the sand. <laughs> wow. They're really fast. That, Maybe that's I should take, cool. uh, kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah, they make like little holes and like near uh, the like the walls and rocks and stuff and then they go into that. They they're, they're scared of people, so they just start across really quickly as fast as they can. Well, like you can't blame them. I mean, we do kind of eat yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you so tasty, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, can you tell me uh, what exactly is reshade? Like, I know you do the 3D depth thing, mm -hmm. but the, what what is reshade exactly? What? Ooh, reshade to me is a lot of things, uh, but the main thing it allows people like like developers, the shader developers like me, to create uh, shaders. It's an injector that allows us to inject into the game, use the depth buffer, use the uh, the back buffer too. To modify the image in real time, um, and this uh, can not just—it's not just for like 3D, right? For my shit, mm -hmm. but it's like for the big one would be RTGI. You know, Marty, he creates—he uh, produces a uh, a a, um, a global illumination shader with AO that that allows you to have uh, more realistic uh, lighting inside the game. Um, uh, it, it's still limited by screen space right now, but it doesn't mean it's not, you know, real. Ray tracing is still, it's still tracing rays, right? Um, and it's not just that, it's uh, uh, other shaders like um, Bloom. You have different types of Bloom effects that will, can and will enhance the image depending to your liking, right? Mm -hmm. There are many different effects. There's even... Um, uh, anti-aliasing shaders, right? If the game doesn't quite have an anti-aliasing uh, shader or anti-aliasing method that you're not too happy with, you could use one from Reshade to uh, to try to enhance those jagged edges, right? There are yeah. many things you can do with just the back buffer and just the, the depth buffer. If you're skilled enough, you can create pretty unique shaders, right? You could yeah. and even basic shaders uh if you are interested in making shaders and reshade uh look at what we have look at the catalog we have uh get ideas don't try to plagiarize right <laughs> don't steal stuff but you know 
learn from the shaders we have there, tinker with them, modify them, like open up a shader, modify them, change them, break them, right? Uh, this is how you learn. Um, don't be afraid to do or make mistakes, right? Try something new. Uh, just look up, uh, like try, try it with a simple shader, like the sharpening shaders. That's something you can get a output pretty quickly and they should be pretty simple to modify. Um, we have other shader developers that do produce uh, uh, or trying to produce a how-to or tutorial or guides, right? I have a friend, Grimson, another shader developer. Um, he has small uh, shader guides that you can follow to create a basic shader that you can use in reshade, right? Um, it's, like I said, it's many things to a lot of people. Uh, it could be a way to enhance your, your gameplay that you have now, the visuals. It can be something you can do artistically because we have uh, virtual photographers that use it that do amazing things with pictures and, and with reshade. Uh, sometimes, uh, it's a little joke uh, between me and my friends, but sometimes, you know, they could have just used Photoshop, right? But instead <laughs> we have these, we have these, Malt, like these videos of people using all kinds of different shaders with different layers and stuff and to produce these beautiful pictures without using photoshop so i guess to them it's photoshop plus right uh, yeah, real-time photoshop plus yeah so yeah that's I, it's, that's a lot of things to a lot of people it is i i the first time i used reshade i was afraid at first to, to install it mm -hmm. but i installed uh, skyrim vr the first time uh and, um, and then I checked on Nexus and it was like, oh, and I saw, um, because the mods that work for uh, um, Special Edition would work on Skyrim VR as well, most of them. And I saw like shaders and reshade and the visuals looked so good. So I tried to install it on Skyrim VR. It looked like it installed it. And then on the screen, it looked amazing, but in the headset, it didn't really transfer to the headset mm -hmm. hmm. so i wonder why like is it, it i know it's post-process right it's just yeah it happens just a second before it gets to the screen it's like in 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 my field in my um, mm -hmm. career post-process or is like um, when you do the edit and then you do the coloring yeah. and then boom you send it so i'm guessing that that's what it is it's like right before you hit send there's a mm -hmm. post-process and then the final product is available. So is there like a layer that goes to the headset that is not, it's before the post-process? So right and now, uh, if you're doing like VR, right? If you want to use reshade on VR, right now only, from my understanding, only supports the CVR uh, or the CIM mm -hmm. API, right? And you could use uh, reshade was, I think it was developed between Crosshair and some other person. I forgot the name, sorry. It's a lot of people to remember, right? Um, <laughs> There's a lot of people. Yeah, and uh, you could use, uh, you, on VR games, right? Specifically, you can use Reshade on VR games, uh, but you mm -hmm. have to make sure you inject it in the location, right? And so that it outputs proper. Oh, okay, I didn't know it was like years ago. So yeah. from then I was like, you know what? I'll have Skyrim VR, I also have Skyrim. I can just do it on because I was I saw it on the screen and then I look and oh it doesn't look the same. I changed the the shaders. It looks great. I look in the headset. Mm -hmm. It looks the same as it looks in Skyrim VR. Yeah. So I didn't think 
I didn't think then that it's just like the location is wrong. Yeah, now that I know more about shaders. Um, yeah. Yeah, I put that ultra enhanced reshade on Cyberpunk, and it made a massive difference. Huge. It, I mean, yeah. I couldn't believe how just getting in there, how rich everything felt, how the colors just popped yes. and it, amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was beautiful. Because it blew my our minds when you streamed it. With yeah, the shader. yeah, it's totally different. I, that, that's one of the things I love about all these mods, man, is you could just keep yeah. changing your game experience and yeah. you play for a long time and all of a sudden, oh, look, it's almost like a brand new game because it looks different yeah. or it's yeah. doing this different. <laughs> exactly. And you expect it to, to hit your performance and it really doesn't. No, so I didn't notice shaders. any performance difference after it that. Just so, so fun. So much fun. Yeah. It's usually the more advanced shaders that use the depth buffer that may... Uh, that have a higher mm-hmm. hit on the performance, right? Because they're doing more advanced calculations, and the the GPU has to uh, has to account for that. Yeah, something has to give. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Okay, I was just gonna ask. So, is uh, 3D depth the only thing that you've done in Reshade? No, uh, I have another. Okay, so the depth 3D actually had to separate them. So I used to have. Bunch of other shaders, right? Uh, so I also do uh, global illumination with Rating GI. It's not as heavy as as RTGI, but I'm also not doing uh, AO. It does other things. It does uh, subsurface scattering, like for faces and skin. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, but um, you know, there's difficulties when doing it just through the image alone, right? So with Rating GI. Uh, it uses a different form of global, global illumination. It's not really ray tracing. It's more like um, it's like point casting, more like that. So I, I, they are they are technically rays, but I'm not tracing them, right? I am uh, modifying them in in route, uh, and so you get a proper um, you get a proper image produced from from its. Uh, general lighting or what's lighting from the image itself so you get like that secondary uh light effect um Mm -hmm. i use it right because it's more performant uh but it needs to be updated i haven't had time to update it um it uses the same system as my depth 3d shader for the depth buffer so most of the time you don't have to adjust it right or like you do with the rtgi but since I have many new profiles and I haven't backported them to that shader, you kind of, for newer games, you kind of have to set it yourself, right? Um, I don't just do uh, GI, I also do AO. Um, well, you can say they're part of the same family, but I also do sharpening shaders, I also do uh, bloom type shaders, I also do other sub shaders, even, even fun ones that are hidden, right? If you can find it, I do a snow shader where you can add snow to your game. Uh, it was, it's not something like uh, I openly announced, but it's something that's hidden, right? It's if you go into the straight uh, folder, there is a one-shot folder, and there's two shaders in there. One of them is called Snowscape, and the other one is uh, it's a parody shader. It's called, uh, I think, Limbo Mod. The reason why I made the Limbo Mod is because sometimes you get these news articles. They're ridiculous, where someone uses the... Uh, a depth buffer in the game and they and then they run with it saying that oh this is a limbo mod from such and such a person but it's really just a linearized depth buffer right and they're just putting that on the screen and there's no real work to it right and 
it's not just that. There's, there's like I said, there's a lot of shaders. Um, I have AA shaders, right? Uh, I still need to update those. Uh, I know, <laughs> I, you know, after working with Depth3D, I know how to improve the other shaders, right? Uh, mm -hmm. I learn new stuff, mm -hmm. and then that can be moved over to the other stuff. After. It always works that way. Yeah, <laughs> your, yeah. your work is never finished. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. I kind of, like oh, oh, there is one thing I really wish the other developers did uh, when it comes to VR or, or geometric 3D or whatever. I really wish that having a stereoscopic output as something that's default in a game like in shallow the tomb raider or in most of the uh the um uh, trying games right they had stereo output i yeah, really wish do. that was a basic option for all games because that would have made work for a lot of our vr developers even even myself a lot less work of having to support a uh, game because we already have a output yeah. there just yeah. use that to modify it however we want. I really wish that was the, the timeline that it should have been, right? And the 3D stuff didn't become popular, right? And that kind of got yeah. pushed away. If we had that, we would have had a much easier time and much more games to play in in a nice, uh, convenient package, right? Oof, that was... Uh, I, I wish that happened. Uh, I guess a lot of us would have wished that happened might see more of that with the uh yeah. with the psvr2 because it sounds mm -hmm. like sounds like sony you know they're really going to be pushing developers at least the way they were the the way the news was going there for a while they really want to push mm -hmm. developers to get their games on the psvr as well so they're going they, they're talking about like the hybrid type games so and if they're doing that for the playstation you would think the PC versions would maybe have it too. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I don't that know. That would to... be nice. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, I agree. It'd be Who awesome. Knows. But well, AO maybe, is one of. Yeah, go ahead. Maybe we can push that sentiment, right? We maybe that's something we should push well, for. Um, for developers to at least make a basic version, like a not not VR, right? Mm -hmm. Just to have a stereoscopic output, right? It doesn't yeah. need a lot of settings to it. It just needs to have, it just needs to be semi-proper stereo. It doesn't even have to be perfect because we'll end up fixing it anyways, right? <laughs> as, a, as a community, right? It's just that if we have it there, we don't have to work as hard to actually yeah. fix it, right? Yeah. yeah. But, they, but uh, games, your AO shader, I don't know if I used your AO shader, but I, I don't know if you know what mail. AO is. I have no uh, idea. Greg. Nope. Ambient occlusion. Oh, okay, all right. Is, it's like that, uh, the touch, like the, the the touch shadows. Mm -hmm. You know how I know that Fallout Four is like that. The indoors, outside, it looks good, but indoors everything looks flat because there's no touch shadows. There's no blacks when two surfaces are touching each other, um, and that's why I use ENBs on Skyrim VR, and that's why in Fallout Four with shaders all that touch shadows it just grounds everything it just makes everything looks 3d the emb didn't work for me in skyrim well it did but it did but it, some stuff no what happened to me when i put it on is it hit performance enough that I, that it kind of negated the fsr that i put on i was like I I don't need this EMB. No, I like the performance. I <laughs> something something was off with yours. Uh, 
<laughs> I think it was the specific ENB that was relying on on weather mod that you didn't have, so it was kind of like oh, okay. colliding and then it hurt. Um, but like, for, it's like we complete each other by the fact that Greg loves the performance to be spot on. He does. You do appreciate visuals. Mm-hmm. For me, it's the visuals. Like, it's like ninety nine percent visuals, and then performance. I can I can go with amazing performance and a little bit less. I just want to be immersed visually. I'm more visual person, so I need that touch shadow. I need that AO. I need that subsurface. That if if a light hits a leaf, I want to see the color that changes. That the leaf. That I'm I'm more visual. That's yeah. That's see, why I share. that's why I'm uh, on reshade. And when I sit, yeah, when I sit down to play VR. If it's just me, if it's not like, you know, streaming, I mean, four hours is probably a pretty common session. That's one of my short sessions. So, you know, performance is really important because, you know, you try to do those long sessions and your performance isn't quite up to snuff. Your eyes really start to strain. I start getting a headache. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, I could I could deal with a little hit in the graphics if if the thing is running really fast. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um, you kind of hit touched on this a little bit but how exactly does how how do you take this flat image from a game and turn it into a 3d image to me that's just like witchcraft <laughs> Crazy. the the uh the way it's done is actually quite simple um it's uh well it's not simple, simple, but it's simple to explain. Yeah, sure, easy. So, yeah, easy. So you guys I mean, know, <laughs> you guys know about the the effect called uh, parallax occlusion mapping, uh, POM, right? Uh, where you get these bricks in certain games. I, I get the brick example because that's the one I see the most. Where they have a flat wall, there's no geometry to it, right? And you basically have a, you get a, uh, you have the 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 brick texture itself, and then you have a texture that's used for calculating uh, depth, right? And basically, what parallax occlusion mapping allows you to do is to warp the the image there to seem like it has depth, right? It it, uh, it basically, uh, like in layers, it depends on the type of occlusion mapping, but in mine, it will be layers, right? It'll be like many different layers being cut out and then merge together to produce a, uh, a something that has depth. So if you're in a brick wall, so if you have a brick wall, not in the brick wall, not like the mob, right? <laughs> if, it, if it's a brick wall, you want the grout to be sunken in a little bit, right? And you want the mm-hmm. brick itself to come out a little bit. You can do that with a proper, uh, uh, a, a proper I forget the exact name for it, but pretend it's like a, uh, oh, a height map. Yeah, use the height map to tell the, the shader what's supposed to be coming out and what's supposed to be sinking in, right? And same thing happens, but with my shader, right? Uh, my shader, instead of using the a height map that's provided for the uh, the effect, I'm using the depth buffer itself. And instead of doing the, uh, instead of doing pushing it in through the projection that way, I'm doing it per eye. So it diverges per eye. So when you are looking at it, uh, it's using the game's own depth buffer to basically slice it in many different layers and 
push it out in in a in a very specific pattern that are that we use in real life to view anything around us basically so it's taking it's taking a very simple concept and the uh, and just using a very simple shader and building a skeleton or a network around that to basically produce a stereo 3d image um, one thing I do have to remember uh, the basic equation for producing that divergence right it's uh, it's called a tail's theorem I, I guess uh, it's basically a triangle and I forget how, how I know the equation but I forget the explanation for it specifically but it is called tail's theorem if you look that up you can see it's it's, 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 it's a simple math equation that I use but it also coincides on how we see in the world. I know what you're talking about. I don't remember yeah. the name of it, but I remember it from school. Yeah, it's that. Remember yeah. school? I remember, remember math in school? Yeah, yeah. That, that was fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I got a C in college algebra, and I took that and I framed it and I hung it on the wall. So it's like, oh, that's the only math class I have to take. I am out. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> oh, 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 interesting thing. I failed math. I failed uh, geometry two, uh, <laughs> not geometry, uh, algebra two. Uh, I I did well in geometry and and oh yeah, I, I was really bad in when when I when it came to math. It See, doesn't mean you know I still program shaders, right? I I I work a lot with math and logic, right? But even if you weren't that good in math, that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, in the math type of uh, in school and all these equations you have to remember so don't worry about that um if you go and program shaders yourself just mess around with the code it play with it don't 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 view it as a as a like school right don't view it like that view mm -hmm. it like something you want to play with like a toy and look at these numbers and just mess around with them you know see what happens uh try something just just have fun basically is what i'm trying to say yeah you know i think it's that there's a difference between math for math's sake in school and then yeah. math that you're actually applying to something. Because I yeah. sucked at math in school. And then and when I got into college, I got into uh, uh, chemistry and physics, which is nothing but math, and a lot mm -hmm. more advanced than I was used to. I was getting straight A's. I loved it. Mm. I was like, oh, my God, I could sit down and do like four pages of equations and get the right answer. <laughs> And this is fun. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. You have a passion for it. Yeah. If you do, I, I, it blocks me. I feel like I have. I get that black frame in front of me. I get that with like regular math. You start asking me to try to do like some easy money math at the front desk, and my brain just goes. Burr. You know, oh, so, exactly. it's like I, I can't. Like I don't know how to do this. <laughs> Let me get my like calculator. That, yeah, I kind of <laughs> like that scene from The Office where that one guy can only do math if it involves pies. So, are you working on um, like anything? Have you, have you ever thought of doing anything like a, a Vorpex style uh, driver? Where it's uh, where it's well, more it, all inclusive, or I have okay, so you know I, I have friends that work with this kind of stuff. Uh, I would be able it okay. 
I need to word this uh, very specifically. So we can, with the reshade add-on system, we can make, uh, like, Flag remember I spoke about Flagon, uh, mm -hmm. we can make our own geometric 3D uh, uh, shaders, right? Not shaders, but uh, add-on. And I do, I did work with a friend uh, so that we are able to produce a geometric 3D output from again using alternate frame rendering, uh, that's, that's that's part of the reason why I'm not too happy about it, right? Um, uh, we're trying to figure out ways to solve that issue, but if we do, if I do produce uh, with my friend, if we do produce a uh, a geometric uh, uh, 3D add-on, um, it will be very similar to Depth 3D. It will, in mm -hmm. fact, so similar, cool. in fact, that the layout will almost look the same when when uh, if you do use that add-on right um and but there's neat things to that um and some of the things is that the way we're doing it with my friend is that you wouldn't need to fix shaders you wouldn't need to uh we wouldn't need to fix a lot of things because we're gonna be we would be injecting into the game and doing the offsets in real time right but like i said it's alternate frame rendering and i i just didn't like the feel of it right you you have to have this this high frame rate. You have to have uh, mm. you have to have the syncing right. You have to also sync it. It's not just uh, it's not just spit out the the frame rate. You have to have proper syncing so that each eye gets the proper uh, mm -hmm. image right. Uh, I I want to work on that, but it seems like right now we hit a roadblock, and it is alternate frame rendering. It's 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 uh, it's that specifically. If we I figure see. out a way, or someone else figures out a way in the community to do it without alternate frame rendering and not lose that much performance, because even doing the regular way, right, uh, you do have the two serial cameras, but you lose a lot of performance there too, right? I'm trying to find the in between between alternate frame rendering and the traditional method of producing the two serial cameras, and it's hard basically to find something. That's why you don't really see people doing it, right? Uh, you only have a very small subset of the uh, community that's able to even do something like this. Um, but if if I do release something with my friend, it would be very similar to Depth 3D, except it wouldn't be reconstructed. It would be uh, it would be basically a geometric 3D method. Ooh, that'd be um, sweet. So, yeah, but wow. it's, not it's <laughs> difficult. Call it's up difficult. Richard. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, Richard is going to be like a running yeah. joke to the rest of the show. Yeah, really, really. Richard has a message. We, call, we should call it Rich, season one, Richard. <laughs> Rich, Richard. Richie. The season of Richard. Oh, that's just rich, right? <laughs> uh, we had talked a little bit about this earlier. Uh, I'm about done, and then Brian can ask his question. Sorry, Brian. I just figured it's easier just to do it this way. Um, uh, yeah, no worries. Yeah, um, but uh, do you have or are you working on? Because all right, so my story with reshade or with, with uh, uh, 3D depth, I tried to use it. Yeah. I was working with Brand, and I was using it for uh, Days Gone. Yeah, um, and I had I had a real tough time like getting rid of that that kind of weird blurry halo that went off the side of a character and then i did something i can't remember what i did but i got rid of it but then what i did i couldn't i couldn't even tell if it was actually really 3d i mean it still looked really nice but I'm like i don't know if it's 3d or not um 
so I, I my question at the time was like do you have like pre-made profiles for specific games that people could just use uh, or are you working on those or yeah yeah so every month right uh, it, it's silent right so there's a I have a silent system in the shader so you if you're playing days gone I recommend you download the shader again reset all your settings and there should be a profile now for that game um, okay so let's let's talk about the halo and why it's there right Okay. That's one of the, uh, that's, uh, so you gain the advantages of performance. You gain the advantages of basically game one, uh, like get, uh, day one, uh, stereo 3D. You get the advantages of like speed, basically, right? Uh, using my shader. But there is that drawback, right? The drawback is a halo, a halo. Where does it come from, right? Why does it happen, right? Um, it's simple. When I am warping the image um, for the left and right eye, there is going to be something that's not seen there. It's it's missing information. This missing information has to be masked or infilled in such a fashion where it shouldn't cause the user too much, um, you know, um, I want to say it's not discomfort, but it's a, it's like you see it, right? Yeah. Our brain are made, our brain is made to look at patterns. And if it can see a pattern, it recognizes it. It, it will actually, uh, uh, you know, you will focus on it. But yep. here's the good thing about the brain too, right? Is malleability. Um, it's flexible. So if you keep using the shader, uh, eventually the brain will start masking it out itself. It will start understanding that, oh, hey, this is a stereo image. Um, I enjoy this. And it will start to sort of like, it, there's a, probably a proper term for this, but it, it does basically blend it out a little bit, right? It still will be there, uh, but it takes time to get used to. Um, here's the thing, right? The shader also has methods to uh, to negate and reduce that halo itself. The point I'm trying to make is that in the end, the shader, your brain, and the stuff, the magic that I do inside the shader uh, has to be adjusted. Not the brain part, though. Hopefully, I don't want to do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, but yeah um, so, yeah, there's always going to be a halo. Uh, the, the goal is to reduce it to the point where it's not discomfort, it, where it doesn't, where you don't see it as much, right? So, when you go use my profiles, I actually uh, do recommend different settings uh, than, than the profile has. The profile is supposed to be a base profile for the user. A uh, user can then adjust it to their comfort level basically right but there's so many settings there's right? so many uh, things in, i know it's like well, so i don't know what these right? are <laughs> yeah yeah that's the that's the biggest issue right so okay i i don't know if i can show this but uh i don't know how you guys show stuff but i'm gonna put uh i'm gonna put up a i'm gonna send you in the uh i think the vr cast vr thing channel mm -hmm. i can post it in general yeah. right i'm gonna post a um picture of settings of the of the deputy shader and i'll just run through them really quickly okay all right. major settings. i tried you know even though it was difficult I, I still tried to have like a a uh a pattern to this that should be i was hoping that was easy to understand but i realized it's not easy it's a lot it's a lot you have everything from divergence to convergence at the very top uh occlusion masking compatibility options depth map 
uh, weapon, hand adjustment, stereoscopic options, uh, FPS focus, cursor adjustments, and a bunch of other preprocessor definitions that are below, right? There are many. Yeah. But the main things we want to focus on are, well, if a game already has a profile, the main thing you want to focus on is the occlusion masking area and diver the divergence layer, uh, not shader, the divergence slider at the top. Uh, yeah. Divergence is a is the way uh, the shader increases the amount of depth you can have in the image. Um, right now, this is set to 100. That, that's for me, it's fine, right? But for maybe you or other users that get eye strain, you don't want to set it that high. You want to set yeah. it to around 50. Most of the time, I play at 75, right? That's something that's comfortable to me. Yeah. That will have an overall effect of reducing halos. It will still be a 3D image, but with reduced halos. Okay. The other other things, um, you got the occlusion masking, which you have uh, the view modes. Uh, view mode uh, 0 through 5 are available mm -hmm. in this shader, and the other shader I have, the VR shader. Um, try different view modes. Uh, one output, like the normal output, may not be the one for this game, right? It may be too harsh. There may be too many issues with it. You may not like it, right? Try a different view mode, like alpha, um, reliteration, uh, mix. Mix is a pretty popular one that people like to use. Uh, mix, yeah. Yeah, adaptive and whatever it's there, the stamp. Um, the, the, that, the view mode basically is... How the occlusion is—I'm uh, not the occlusion. How's the infilling done? How's it produced? That's what view mode is. Um, the second option right there is halo reduction. Halo reduction doesn't work with normal mode, uh, but it works with almost the other all the other ones except normal and stamp. I do recommend using halo reduction because that does reduce the halo around the characters um, in a way of like tucking it in a little bit around like stuff and around around the objects and stuff it'll tuck in the background a little bit and that's usually much mm -hmm. more smoother now i have it i think i have it uh default to three three seems to be fine sometimes it's too strong for a game where it starts tucking in too much or or you know lowering it a little bit may help in that case uh but three seems to be a good even uh, number for across many games uh lowering nice. it if it's too hard uh, if it's too strong raising it uh edge handling that's basically the edges. You notice how with my 3D uh, output, it has black bars on the side. Where, where did that? Where does that come from, right? Or in the center? Where, where does the? Uh, why? Why does it have black bars? The same. If, the same reason why the uh, the there's halos in the first place is that there's missing information, right? You can't just uh, produce. Well, I guess when we get more advanced with AI and stuff, because AI is pretty good at infilling stuff. Maybe in the future, uh, I can produce a 3D image and just have AI infill it. Uh, that may be pretty oh. heavy for us now, but that would be something to fix the halos because that would be much better than just basic infilling. The the other thing is uh, edge reduction. Uh, you can just leave that alone uh, at, at 0.5, 50%. All it does is reduce the edges, of the the uh, the amount of information for the black bar. You know, it's not big. Before you get really big, and this this just halves it. The uh, max depth, um, you don't really need to touch that unless there's certain games like 2D games that are flat, right? And where you want to limit the background so it comes in forward because you don't need that much distance in the game. And final one, which is a pretty important one that people do not use, uh, uh, if you're having performance issues in the game, 
and and you're using my shader the shader hit is around 15% right from uh, max uh, uh, max uh, FPS around 15% on average uh, you can actually reduce that hit uh, using performance mode uh, which is separate from the reshade performance mode. Uh, using normal is the full fat uh, infilling right as it uses as much samples as it can to mask out the uh, the missing information then there's performance mode and performance mode is basically uh, uses half the amount of samples and that should produce a uh, that should uh, mm. you shouldn't see it uh, but that should help out with, with with your fps yeah and there's two new modes uh which is uh, performance uh with foveated rendering and normal with foveated rendering so it will also help uh with performance if you use those okay uh, so it's like it's like a tier right so we have no uh, performance, which is uh, supposed to be the uh, lower form or not as many samples. We have normal, which is the full fat, use as much as you can. Uh, OBA rendering for both of those are will get you down a little bit, you know, lower on the amount of resources the shader uses. And last, uh, but people avoid this. The last thing is the performance, the actual reshape performance mode. If you use that in combination with performance mode that's built into it's kind of confusing right but i wanted to name it the same so that people can you know realize that you can adjust the performance of the shader um enable performance mode in reshade and enable the performance options inside of the shader should produce a much more stable and much more uh uh you know smoother image or smoother gameplay awesome. uh, but if you have the hardware right you can just leave it at normal okay yeah yeah, yeah. Like I wanted to ask, what the difference between uh, geometry 3D, Z 3D, just for people who don't know, and depth 3D, but it's pretty much it's been covered. Um, we know that blue crosses or the actual VR mods, where they're putting us in the engine, so you don't need to produce an image out of what you have, or you don't need to produce 3D out of an image. You are basically a camera in the engine, so. It's a huge difference between uh, reshade, but I want to kind of ask you something about what I know that is going on with Vorpex is that sometimes even if we play uh, in immersive screen, which is pretty much similar to Depth 3D, um, we still can have head tracking, mm-hmm. yeah. which is great. You, I know that I tried doing. Uh, I've played a bunch of games with Open Track and your your shader, but there's something that is annoying to me that the right stick would basically compete with my head movement, mm-hmm. and then things will just stop or I will not be able to move properly. There is um, a way to fix I, that. Okay, way. so please, please it's not, educate it's not, us. It's not going to be an easy way to do it. But <laughs> actually, not, not too, and not, it's not going to be easy for the regular user, but you know what? Um, with the add-on system, uh, I guess in the future, uh, if we, uh, if if I'm if I if I do have time, if that's why I asked before in the VR chat if that's something that people want, um, but I didn't get really response, so I didn't think it was something people really wanted was. If we have an add-on that takes over the camera to allow you to move your head so you can peek around stuff, uh, would that yeah. be something that that's wanted, right? Yeah. I oh, asked yeah. in the VR chat, <laughs> I got <laughs> crickets. Yeah. 
So yeah, that, that can be done in a semi-generic way. Um, I'll have to talk to my friend, see if he wants to help me out with that. Um, oh but, my God, you, but yeah. you would be... Yeah, that'd be great, and, man. And does that mean also roll, roll offset, head roll offset? So yeah, that if I do this, yeah? Yeah, yeah, that, that should be possible. Uh, it just uh, it just depends because, um, okay, so basic way, basic way I, I understand this is that we have to find the camera in memory, right? And then we grab the camera in memory and then we override the uh, the movements for like, basically we'll take the free cam. Uh, it's like making a free cam mod, but making it constrained where it works with like the VR headsets, uh, gyro nice. and the uh, positioning stuff. There has Should to be like a, a layer. Or no? Uh, we'll, ask, Richard, we'll ask Richard. <laughs> Richard, yeah, get yeah. on that. Yeah. Yeah, that is the free cam, Richard. Go ahead. That is a very real possibility. And I think that's actually wow. something that would be useful. Even look, look, even without 3D, even without my shader, even without geometric 3D, there is something that we're missing in in, in, uh, in the basically those conversions, right? Uh, we don't really think about it, but motion parallax is a very it's a very important cue to uh, 3d depth in real life moving okay. head left and right uh you can see the parallax between mm -hmm. so you can close one eye yeah. move your head left and right and you can still see that it has depth right our brain will produce yeah. that depth it's yeah. missing through uh so we if we have a like in my shader that when you move your head left and right the image kind of warps right it's because we're missing yeah. that motion parallax component to it. Yeah. That's what, yeah. that's what, uh, when you go in, uh, like 3D movies, right? You move your head left and right, you're missing that motion parallax. Yeah. Yeah. The important thing to know is that, um, it can be added to games even without VR. It can be added to games even without, like, like reshade. Um, and in fact, I, re I realized that if done correctly, um, it can be done in real time. Uh, difficulty with that is figuring out where the pivot point should be. So, um, the pivot point is the point of where the parallax happens, right? So yeah. you have the background and the foreground, uh, like set and layered. You want it, like if you move your head left or right, you want the scene to kind of move towards that direction based on the pivot point in the center. So say you have your character in the center of the scene, your, 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 your guy in the center or gal um, or whatever you guys want to go with, uh, you want to basically pivot on that point when you move your head. And that will give you that yeah. extra information just by moving your head left and right. Um, mm -hmm. Very important in VR. You need this in VR. If you don't, <laughs> it's, 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 yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a byproduct of moving to the camera, right? That's what you get. Yeah. Uh, that's a good thing. Uh, but when you have like the convergence that I'm talking about that my, my super depth 3d does or, or G 11 or whatever you use, uh, Presario, whatever the old one were, or even Vorpex, you kind of want to add that back, right? It, with that will be a definite experience enhancer, no matter what you do. Even if you don't have a VR headset, even if you don't have like uh, stereoscopic hardware, if you get that motion parallax, it can enhance the, the, your gameplay and, basically yeah. in anything you play yeah they, they do that it's with like those the facebook facebook uh, 3d image yeah 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 they, take, they do that with those, those the same idea displays yeah. too right the 3d displays yeah. they have now i think they require yeah. a camera but you i mean you look i'm looking yeah. at people looking at it it's like holy crap i mean that really looks 3d yeah. and it's just a screen yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah well, that's your that's his monitor behind him. Yeah. <laughs> How important it is basically that that small effect that we don't think about it, we don't consciously think about it, but it's a very important component to stereo 3D. Yeah. Cool. Of course, of course, it can be done with the shader as well. Um, in fact, uh, I've been procrastinating, but I'm going to be releasing the shader sometime soon that focuses on motion paradox alone. So people that don't have VR, right, and don't have, uh, or even just has one eye, basically, can still have that stereo effect when they move their head around. Cool. I want to be able to produce that. Yes, because remember, we have people with disabilities, right? Mm -hmm. We have people that can't view a stereo image in the normal fashion. And and I want to be able to allow them to at least have some uh, stereoscopic effect that they can view themselves, right? And of course, I'm going to try to release that for free. Um, but if you do get the uh, the headset moving or the add-on for the, for the movement, that would be much easier to do. And I can do that with the, the real camera in the, in the game. But since I can't really do that right now, the way I'm going to do it is using a the same method I use for Super Depth 3D. But you remember how I told you we warp it to one direction or, or left and right for each eye? Well, I don't have to worry about that when it comes to monoscopic rendering, right? Uh, I will just warp it opposite to the direction that your head moves. So instead yeah. of, yeah. So be if, you know, if you move your head upright, it will be this way. It's just basically opposite to how your head moves, and yeah. it will produce an image that looks like stereo 3D to people that have basically moon light. It's not exact stereo 3D, but it, there is a sense of depth uh, to it. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, and nice. that brings me now. I know what my brain farted on too. Um, I noticed when I used FSR because you were talking about foveated rendering. When you yes. use FSR, if you really pay attention, you could see in Skyrim that there is a sphere. That, and you can tell it's, that it's, it's a circle. Yeah, a circle it's like a circle design. that you're looking through. And you can tell that everything is a lot sharper in that circle. If you're really paying attention, if you mm -hmm. once you're in the game, you don't even see it. But if you're really paying attention, is, so is that what you're talking about? Or? Yeah, what we're rendering. Yeah, okay. so the, the, it's very simple. Um, to have proper foveated rendering, I do believe you have you need to have eye tracking. Eye tracking, right? so yeah, that's why you, I was yeah, wondering. Wherever you look, it will be sharp, right? Except if you don't have eye tracking and use foveated rendering, it's going to be sharp towards the center. But if you look to the corners, you notice that it's a lower resolution, right? Yeah. Um, so the way it's done in my shader internally is that you still have that, that area of, of, of high quality in the center. And towards the outside edges, it, it reduces the samples. Um, so I don't, do, I don't reduce the resolution. I reduce the samples as you head towards the edges to the screen. Okay. Uh, like uh, top and bottom, left and right, right? So that's how I did the foveated rendering inside of the shader. Um, as a shader developer, you can do more than just foveated rendering uh, internally. You can do uh, methods like uh, variable rate shading based on luminance, uh, but you have to have full control of the shader to be able to, uh, to do this kind of stuff, right? The reason why I don't have a real rate shading is that I wasn't happy with the output. It, it caused too much of the degradation of the of the uh, output from Stereo 3D that I wasn't comfortable with, so I removed it. I did have it at one point, but I removed it. Maybe I'll come back to see if it's uh, if it's still viable now with once I have much better uh, control over the shader than I did before. Cool, 
Cool. Yeah, because I was wondering about that. I was like, if you don't have eye tracking, I, I, so that's that's just it's the same thing basically that mm-hmm. I was seeing. So that's awesome. Oh, we're gonna have headsets with eye tracking pretty soon, though. Right, I know. That's gonna be great. That how how much of a how much of a uh, do you save uh, performance wise when you use that? Uh, for VR rendering. Yeah. Okay. So say I'm on the 4K screen uh, uh, scene and the game is running around like 4 ms, right? It's heavy. Uh, uh, I mean not 4ms, the shader's running at 4ms. You enable performance mode, it'll drop down to like uh, uh, 2.5 around there, and then you enable uh, Fovea rendering on top of that, and it'll drop it down to 1.7, okay. and then you enable performance mode, it'll be 1.5, right? So there is a like uh, a performance uh, uh, a scale, I would say. Mm-hmm. But you, you could keep normal mode, because I have normal Fovea rendering, and it'll drop it from like, from four to three, around there, two point nine three, and then use performance mode from reshade, and I'll drop it down further, and you can still get a pretty good quality uh, out of the image using Fovea rendering. It awesome. Just depends per game, right? Uh, some games may not work very well with it. Other games may work great with it. I think uh, I think the Spider-Man game should work really well with it as well. But I don't, I don't. It, it seems to run pretty well uh, even with the normal. Nice. But I'm, I am on a twenty eighty Ti, so if you are running into performance issues, I remember. Remember, use performance modes. Uh, use one of the performance modes and see what works best for you. Nice, awesome. You have any Very more questions, cool. Brian? No, you you really. I, I, the head tracking was one of the main. Okay. Ones. Well, and I had that one um, written down. I'm glad you asked it. <laughs> We always do this. I just break through the questions until Brandon right and then I ask questions. He's like, "No, you've asked. You've asked all my questions." You know, <laughs> just before you jumped in, uh, Blue Sky, we were like, "Okay, this is what I wrote," and I'm saying, uh, "What exactly is depth of the gene?" I was like, "Oh my shit! I, I just had the same one." Uh, what's the difference between G and all that? I have the same one. You know, uh, yeah. All those questions you and. While we were talking, Blue Sky, you also he answered a lot of voluntarily yeah. <laughs> answered before we even asked. So. Yeah, they're all interconnected, right? Yeah. Oh man, there yeah, are. Yeah. You guys are going to have some fun in the coming years uh, because we're going to have new hardware, right? Oh yeah. Uh, hardware oh, yeah. that I, hardware I can't talk about. Hardware that I can talk about. Um, but some things are actually really exciting to me. The AR glasses are something that I really do want to. Uh, be something for. Uh, I remember I was talking with uh, with VR. Uh, it's VR Ran, right? How do I say your name? VRAN. VRAN, yeah. I was Fran. talking with VRAN on chat <laughs> about these glasses, Fran. right? Yeah. <laughs> about these AR glasses. Uh, uh, and I personally think that for. Uh, I don't think. Uh, I call them the normal people, right? That don't use a VR, right? <laughs> and the reason why I say the normal people, because they are the majority right now. They have. They don't. They're not fully interested in VR. Uh, they may have issues with it, with like the headset gets too hot, it's too heavy. They get sick. Uh, yeah, they get sick. Or you have dry eye or something, right? I think the upcoming technology for the AR glasses will allow them to have uh, a much more comfortable experience. And maybe we can bring yeah. them over to VR later if we have the, uh, once the VR headsets start becoming very thin glasses-like, right? You just put that on it'd be a much more comfortable experience i'm really hoping that uh one way you can push the uh the greater public or the general public is to try to have more of the introduction to these ar glasses that are coming out pretty soon yeah yeah nice. we're still a ways out from those though right to be, i mean while the, you can purchase the in real glasses right now 
Uh, there's the Rokit glasses yeah. on Amazon, which I'm not going to buy because <laughs> it looks not as good as the... Uh, yeah, as the, uh, I know they've, they've got those, but I'm thinking of like, when I'm thinking of AR, you know, I, I think I'm thinking beyond what something like in the in real glasses do. I think, you know, like more mm-hmm. of like a, a, a black mirror type AR, you know, yeah. <laughs> you, like, oh, you know. <laughs> But Oculus is releasing their headset that's going to have that AR support, too. Yeah. yeah. See, that's kind of my thought. At least the, my thoughts have been, up until now, really the best VR, or the best AR is VR that allows AR. Because <laughs> yeah. then you could get the full, big, you know, field of view. and. Yeah. They both provide a pretty wide field of view. Uh, Not as wide as the the Star VR headsets, right? Remember those? Oh, yeah. Those Those things were massive. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of, if you can get something like that in a smaller form package, uh, uh, physics be damned, right? Uh, That would be really, (laughs) really nice. Uh, I think, think to me, shrinking of the technology, the... uh, the the, uh, the performance increases and and the hardware uh, uh, basically becoming better is going to be very beneficial mm-hmm. to VR. I do believe that's the that would be the case also with AR. Um, I was having uh, I was I was uh, having a discussion with some of my friends about the VR and AR glasses. They they shouldn't really be uh, separated in my mind. And to me, if you're going to have AR and VR, I think they both should be merge at one point right mm-hmm. i agree point. yeah mm-hmm. all well, right that's awesome so i want to like really thank you because we're like there's a bunch of us like um Daisnetic, paradise decay myself and verified games we all now make videos for youtube with side by side with your shader yeah. um you know, uh, Verified Games, that's, he wanted to do, because uh, Prey came out, he wanted to do a mm-hmm. video for Predator, um, yeah. Hunting Grounds, and it's got anti-cheat. So the only way he yeah. could have done it was with Blue Sky Defenders, mm-hmm. <laughs> Super Depth 3D. And it looks stunning. They now, he put used anti-cheat barrels. in that? They, yeah, they have anti-cheat. Nah, they put anti-cheat in too many games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's so, the same way. Would, what was that really. Left for Dead clone that came out recently? Has yeah. that in there? Yeah. I can't Ooh. remember. Back for Blood is that what the name is? Mm-hmm. I think, I yeah. think it, yeah, Blood. yeah. You couldn't connect that. I mean, Vorpex worked with its demo, but it didn't work with the mm-hmm. actual game. No, not with the actual game. Yeah. Oh, that that sucks. Uh, it, if it has a single player, I really wish uh, developers did this. Uh, I'm not I'm not calling out any developers, but uh, I'm calling out developers. <laughs> <laughs> Look. If you guys have a multiplayer component to your game, you could separate it. Mm-hmm. It's not necessary to have that in line with the single player. You don't. Yep. We have on the PC side, you have a big community of modders, and if they mod your game, your single player game, allow it. Yeah, they're you're it's just gonna bring you. It's gonna yeah. make more sales. <laughs> yeah, more sales. What, what? What? You don't like money? What, what's going on there? Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just allow it. It's it's something that's, sure. that's, that yeah. should be uh, allowed, right? Just like those but, Rockstar games, I didn't, I wouldn't have bought any of them. If it wasn't for Luke Ross's mods. I, I same here, same yeah. here. Yeah, I under yeah, but I know I understand that certain games like like Elden Ring, you want to have a safe uh, or a less uh, inconvenient way for hackers to not be able to access the game. 
and ruin it for others, right? I understand EAC in that game, right? I understand how it should work for the multiplayer components in that game. Um, mm -hmm. It's just that it's a hindrance. It's it's a, it's a very strong hindrance as, as well. Um, but like I said, if you're using it with my shader, uh, for the for the developers out there, there's no worry. You're not getting the you're not getting the uh, a a competitive advantage if you're using depth 3D. It's it's impossible. Mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not like I said. It's actually probably a detriment because there's missing information, and you won't be able to aim as well, right? Uh, because of that missing information. So it's it's pretty safe to use my uh, my shader in yeah. online games. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, All right. With uh, GTFO. Uh, yeah, but, but GTFO GT runs. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't <laughs> run the 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 VR mod because I'm using the laptop. Oh, okay. Depth 3D. Holy crap! Uh, me and uh, and uh, Daisynetic, we played. Mm -hmm. We that's how we finished the first level. <laughs> oh, oh! There's another fun stunned. game. If you guys ever get to try it, it's Vermintide. Try that online. Somebody, yeah, somebody really just uh, messaged me today about that one. Asked if I had it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've I, never played it. Oh, it's fun, cool. especially with with Tepty. I need to go in there and check the profile because that was one of the very first games that actually came out with like EAC and still worked with my shader. Uh, other things to remember, though, uh, if you guys want to uh, use, sometimes uh, the whitelisting doesn't always have the latest reshade, right? You'll probably have to use an older version of reshade to use it in EAC type games and older EAC type games if they don't update EAC because uh, EAC okay. allows for that whitelisting, right? But mm. if the if Rishi's whitelisted and and the game is online, uh, it should mostly work most of the time. There are some games where we don't allow it or it, or the game uh, triggers the Rishi's built-in um, depth detection disabling for when there's uh, online network uh, traffic. And one of the games is Halo, right? But I don't recommend playing Halo with my shader unless you, you really are desperate, right? Uh, I'm talking about Halo Master Chief Collection. Uh, it's mm -hmm. like multi-games. It's kind of difficult to use it with my shader. But there is a profile for, for that. You could try it out. Um, I think the best one would be for the last Halo in that series, the Halo 4 in the Master Chief Collection, where it's actually very, very fun to play with the shader. But other than that, all the other ones had weird issues, right? Um, uh, Halo Reach, the weapon hand, I don't know why they did this, but the weapon hand when you moved up and down, what the the depth buffers plane the plane for the depth buffer actually shift with the weapon, and I am oh. I actually wrote a uh, uh, I wrote I made a video of it, I wrote it to uh, to their their developer forums uh, reporting it as an issue. I never got a response back from from them and. Huh. And this was right after they said, "Oh, we're going to be open to mods and modifications. We're going to be we're going to be trying to fix issues that come with the game." I got no response. This is different from when I had uh, when I had an issue with uh, Turok uh, when we had it from that. What, I forget the developer. It's one with the, the tentacle or the octopus uh, head thing. I forget the name. Yeah, I don't. They make they they make they do the remakes right with the um, like Quake. Uh, uh, the new Quake remake or remastered or whatever they call it. Very good game to play with my shader, by the way, if you ever had the time to play that. I loved it. And even the mods work with it, too. It's it's very, mm -hmm. very cool. Um, I, that, that's one game I actually do love, the, the original Quake. Um, but yeah, I contacted the developer with an issue they had with one of their uh, games where it used to, like, the depth of used to come in and out at a high rate. It was very weird. 
And yeah, they sent me a message and that they'll work on it. And then the patch later, they fix it. So mm. I'm just trying to say that there are good developers out there. It's not always like uh, uh, this, they, they're, they're evil, they put anti-cheat, right? Mm -hmm. they, we do have good developers there that do interact with the community and they do want to actually help and make the, you know, our scene better. It just, yeah. Yeah. It's just trying to get in contact. All right. Okay, guys. Wow. I think that's going to be it for for this show. Um, uh, Blue Sky Defender, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah. That was awesome. Uh, so much information. Um, oh, my gosh. Joe, you yeah, just... just blew it out of the water there. <laughs> yeah, but if you guys, if you guys need a, 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 like a comment or a quote or anything, go ahead and ask me. I'll be like one of those... Uh, those are the guys that come on CNN, right? The, yeah. The, <laughs> I don't. I don't know what they call them, but yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll be more independent media, though. Screw CNN. <laughs> yeah. oh, the guys will be bought out pretty soon. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Okay, guys. So that's it for this episode of Modcast VR. Uh, once again, thanks so much, Blue Sky, for being here. Hey, make sure you yep. hit like and subscribe and click that little bell thingy and comment on the video afterwards we love the engagement we're getting great engagement with every every show it's awesome uh make sure if you want you can go you can go to get yourself some some modcast merch you can get a t-shirt you can get a mug I, there's other stuff on there i don't know what all is on there let's put a bunch yeah. of crap on there Bags <laughs> and stuff. yeah all kinds of shit posters <laughs> uh but yep that's it for us this time so we'll see you in a couple weeks and with some more VR modding news. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Yep. Bye.